Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's clarify some things. (laughs) There seems to be a lot of myths about what it's like working with a manager. And that's because there's not a lot of information about that. Um, We talk a lot about on this podcast about bridging gaps between brands and creators. But there's also a knowledge gap between creators as well. Creators without representation and creators with representation. Um, Because when you hire representation, you're hiring an expert to be part of your team and this person has access to certain knowledge and resources and relationships that um, may be harder for you to get on your own. Doesn't mean that it's impossible. It's more so just the concept of like hiring a manager takes you further faster, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you need one. So the first thing I'm going to say is before we get into like two myths that people tend to have about working with a manager. Um, the first thing I want to say is definitely download my free ebook on how to choose the right manager for you. Like it, it <laughs> the benefit is in the title, baby. Um, it breaks down the process of, of working with a manager, things that you need to bring to a manager's table, things that they should be bringing to yours. What's the difference between an agent and a manager? Um, questions that you can be asking them. And also a note section where you can actually take notes on their answers and a lot of other information. So download that. It's entirely free. You can find it in the description of every single pretty much episode in this podcast. So if you've already checked that out, you might be familiar with some of the things that I'm going to mention. But diving in, diving in. The first thing I'll say is as an influencer, you are just like any other business and brand. You are a business. As an influencer, you are a business, which like feel free to play that back as an affirmation to start your day (laughs) if you need to. But um, just like any other company would hire employees, that's kind of how it works to hire a manager. And what I mean by that is this. You wouldn't hire somebody to be part of your business when you don't really need them or you don't really know what it is that they can bring to your table or how it is that they can help you out, right? If you're any company, it doesn't matter what company, if you're at a point where you're like building and growing, you have to do a lot of things yourself, right? Same with influencers. You're creating content. You're also emailing brands. You're pitching. You're negotiating. You're reading contracts. You're, um, you know, pricing yourself. You're managing your income. Maybe you're diversifying income streams. Uh, you also have to dedicate time to your family. You also have to dedicate time to creating content, managing your community, et cetera, et cetera. And there's like, that's very impressive. Okay. You need to be proud of the fact that like that takes a lot of work. That's why not every single influencer 
that starts out ends up becoming full-time because this can take a toll on people. So if you're doing this, like keep going, keep pushing, okay? But you only hire a manager or really any other person, part of your business, an assistant, a business manager, which is different from a influencer manager, um, a coach, anything like that. You only know that you have a void that you need to fill with a team member when you have already become familiarized with what it is that you would be bringing them on for. So a manager's primary role is to manage your brand partnerships. That's like the least of what they do. Some management agencies, you know, especially the bigger the management agency, the more resources they have to do additional things like diversify your income streams and and whatever. But the core of what an influencer talent manager does is manage your brand partnerships and the campaign cycles associated with those from start to finish. So that includes the communication in representing you in emails, on the phone, in meetings, whatever, um, as well as figuring out which brand collaborations are the right ones for you, like which are solid leads, which are kind of like not solid leads and really don't even need to be bothered with, um, as well as like delivering the content on your behalf, receiving feedback on your behalf and communicating that to you, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really like getting in the trenches of these brand relationships and helping you manage those. But here's the problem. I see too many influencers coming to me who are not ready for a manager because they say the following thing. I've never worked with brands before. I have no idea how to monetize my content. Then you're not ready for a manager. Why? Because like I said, you need to have practice doing that. Then you know what you like in the way that you negotiate and where you think you could do better. Do you enjoy reading contracts? Or are there certain terms that like you just don't know and you know it would be better to bring on a manager who has knowledge and expertise of all the different terms in the corporate dictionary that brands like to use that they can kind of like flag and negotiate with brands? Do you like pitching? What about your pitching process? Do you enjoy? What about your pitching process do you not enjoy? How do you go about finding brand contacts? Have you figured out an efficient system? Or like, would you rather benefit from somebody who does this and they can kind of figure that out? Or, you know, maybe you guys can merge your techniques together. These are all kinds of questions that you need to have answers to so that you can tell a manager how it is best that they can represent you and communicate on your behalf because every single manager influencer relationship even if multiple influencers have the same manager each of those individual relationships are different and are catered to a specific to that to those specific influencers because every person likes different things um so you have to have knowledge and a foundation of working with brands and what that looks like and a, a robust experience doing that before bringing on a manager for two reasons. One, you know what that manager is going to do. You can comfortably offload that to a manager without micromanaging them, without distrusting them. You can flag things that your manager may be doing that's maybe shady or not representative of how you would prefer to be represented. And the other reason is that when you start working with brands and actually monetizing your content through brand partnerships and brand deals, then you're bringing in income. Brands, managers work on a commission, somewhere between 10 to 20%. That varies depending on what that manager is offering you. Um, and so it may not be worth a manager's time to work with an influencer who doesn't have experience working with brands because then they're putting in way too much work and working overtime in order to establish 
relationships entirely from scratch that you already should have. So typically, managers work with influencers who are bringing in an average of seven dollars to $8,000 a month from brand deals. And in order to do that, you have to have a solid foundation of working with brands. Okay, so that's really, really important. The other myth, and this is like the industry as a whole is responsible for perpetuating this myth, brands, management agencies, influencer coaches, and influencers for believing this. Everybody's responsible. Um, we're all splitting the blame here. Um, you may have been told that a management agency will not represent you until you have 100,000 followers. You may have been told that a brand will not work with you unless you have a certain amount of followers. Okay. I don't love this. Every manager is different. I'm speaking for myself. I don't love this because followers is not indicative of influence. It doesn't mean you can convert those followers. It doesn't mean that they actually follow you for the right reasons. It doesn't indicate anything about your influence at all. It just means you have 100,000 people following you, but you don't really know why those people are following you. And the way that you can determine that, and this is why if you've been following me on TikTok or you just keep up with this podcast and are kind of familiar with me at this point, um, I'm the talent manager for influencers with strong personal brands. I also do personal branding consulting for influencers and help you build your personal brand from scratch. So that to me is way more important, having a solid niche, not lifestyle. And please, none of this, I am my niche. No, 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 no. Having a solid niche, understanding who you're creating for, being able to communicate that through your content strategy and like your personality, the way you dress, the emojis you use, all of that, right? All of that contributes to a very strong personal brand. And having a strong personal brand is something that then you can bring to a brand's table that you're hoping to work with and say, hey, listen, this is what I do. These are the people that I'm targeting beyond just where they're located and how old they are and if they're male or female. Beyond that, you like can create a specific profile of this person and describe this person to the brand and say, this is who I create for. This is what they love. This is where they shop. This is the kind of personality they have. This is where they live. This is where they like to travel. This is the kind of food they eat. And bringing that to a brand and saying, all right, this is the kind of content I create for this person. These are the things I'm passionate about. These are the voids that I fill for them, the benefits I provide to them. This is how I serve my audience with my content. And here are some opportunities for you to buy into that. That's so much more of a valuable pitch to a brand or to a manager that you want to work with, who you're hoping is going to pitch on your behalf. Because then you can command so much more. I see a lot of managers and like influencer marketing professionals talk about how influencers are very entitled and think they need to be compensated for their work. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that. You definitely, you definitely do. Excuse me, I'm having the hiccups. You definitely do. Content creation, not easy. Content creation takes time and energy and you 100% need to be compensated for that. However, the feeling of entitlement often comes from the fact that you may not have a solid personal brand established or niche established and then you should you think you should be paid like i don't know an exorbitant amount of money simply because you're creating content but like at the end of the day there are a lot of content creators out there so how do you stand out and a solid pitch 
to a brand, like the, 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 yet the psychology of yes lies in the fact that you can bring them something valuable that they can invest into and you can show them that you're able to convert your audience and therefore that you have influence. And I see too many influencers not keeping track of, of their data or say, how do I keep track of, of conversion? And it's like, start a YouTube channel, start an Instagram, start posting there or like, I don't know, another content platform and drive traffic over there or emails if you send newsletters or whatnot. Collect emails, collect information, collect subscribers and followers in other places. That's influence, being able to convert a large portion of your community that you've built over to another platform and make them migrate somewhere else, something that people don't even really do anymore. That's influence. And they'll only do that when they already like what you're doing online or when they feel that you are providing them with a benefit and solving their problems and helping them achieve their dreams and providing them with inspiration, motivation, yada, yada. Then they'll go somewhere else. That's influence. You don't want to be the influencer that like, I don't remember her name, but she was in the news, um, who amassed like nearly 3,000, three, oh my God, 3,000, 3 million followers launched a t-shirt brand and only sold about like 36 t-shirts. That's embarrassing. You don't want to be that person. <laughs> Follower count is not indicative of influence. Influence is you changing people's lives quite literally. And I know that sounds daunting, but like that's what influence is. You're influencing people's behavior. You're impacting their lives. You're making them think differently about something or, or whatnot. Um, and brands want to see that an influencer has value to contribute because then they see, okay, like you're already converting people to another platform where you've already been converting people to our brand organically. So there's already a room to align here, you know? So coming to a manager and saying, well, I have 500,000 followers, but I have never worked with brands or I don't know my niche or my niche is me or lifestyle is my niche. It's not in the manager's favor to work with you because once again, like I mentioned before, managers work on commission and that means that person's going to be putting in overtime to do something outside of their scope of work, which is like coaching and consulting. And for that, you shouldn't be paying a commission for that. You should be, you know, compensating them based on, you know, whatever their rates are for, for coaching or consulting or whatever. So developing a personal brand is so important. Like <laughs> you guys hear me talk about this all the time on this podcast, um, at this point, I like need to tattoo it on my forehead or like make t-shirts for us or something. So make sure that before you are hiring a manager, just to recap, you are already working with brands. You already know how that process works. You have a system for doing it already. Therefore, you're bringing in pretty good amount of income monthly. That's pretty indicative of the fact that like you are prioritizing this as a, as a full-time career, which means you're making somewhere between seven and $8,000 a month. Um, that's enough to pay your bills. That's also enough that if you were to even take, if a manager were to take 20% commission off of that, you'd still have like more than enough to pay your bills and, and live off of. And that's an average. Some influencers make more, some influencers make just slightly less. And I understand that this is not also like a consistent stream of income, which is why having a strong personal brand is really important because then you bring that to the brand's table. They pay you for having access to your personal brand and your influence. And then you can also extend your your personal brand into other streams of income, like a podcast, like a merch company, like 
you know, a collaboration, a collection with a, with a brand, whether that be fashion or beauty or whatever other kind of product, food. These things are really, really important. Don't let anybody put into your mind that like a manager is going to solve all your problems because at the end of the day, this is your business and you need to be prioritizing it way more than your manager. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.